It's time for another episode of the Cultural Hall, and it's articles of news for the week of the 3rd of July. Happy Independence Day Eve to you, yes. Miss. Throw your hands up in the air. And two weeks in a row on the podcast. No, 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 no. You are incorrect. Janae Manite was on oh, last week. Oh, sorry. Glad to hear every, you're keeping up. Every other week. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, no. I'll take you whenever we can get you. I, also going to be joining this episode by Molly Mormon. I'm so excited to catch up with her. Uh, should be fun. Do you have any news that you're going to tell her today? Um, Probably not. No? Okay. No, All no. right. All right. This life's pretty much the same. Yeah, no new news that no. anything need to anyone needs to know about. Anything exciting happening for you that maybe you haven't told me or that you have told me or that you would need to tell her or anything? <laughs> Let's just say I have some new news okay. and in due time the masses will find out. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, I'm excited to find out what that is. Okay. Uh, you were playing tennis. You got your tennis clothes I on. know. I'm in my tennis garb. I just came from uh, just a match I played with some women that I nice just came pickup from. game? Yeah. It's like a, it's not really a league. It's not that competitive. It's just a group of women who often play. Caddy ladies? No. No? No. They're great. Yeah. I would think that you could be caddy, right? Like, she's got the new skirt. <laughs> you could be, but... Look at how great she a, looks. That's a myth about women that we're just mm, all caddy. I feel like that's not a myth because I know women who do that. Okay, but... Not all women do that. It's not all women. Um, yeah, but they are much older than me. Not much older. They're just the generation <laughs> oh, so above me. The young, so well, you're the youngin' in the group. The only thing I have going for me is that I can run a ball down. So, But they have these just precise shots because they've just been playing for so long. They so just, when you say they're a generation older than you. We're saying common age is what? Um, probably, uh, I would say. Well, there's some that are a touch older, so I would say maybe 60s. Really? Like they're my mom's age. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So when your mom comes to town, you're like, hey, we can go hang out with <laughs> yeah, some friends. And we can go play. Like, this is so great. No, this is friends. a great group of women. They play golf too. And oh, they're yeah? just do like you golf. Uh, I can golf. Do I don't do it regularly. And do you like no. it? No, not I at all. It. I I'm, hate golfing. I'm, I like driving the cart. The cart. Yeah. And I like how beautiful golf courses are. I like that's, that's it. Yeah, and I like my first like three shots because I hit them well, and then I start to get tired, right. and it's just miserable after yeah. that. Well, it's yeah. a sport. Yeah, it takes training and conditioning. It, it is intense. Uh, my brothers and dad play, and it's yeah, they're always out there. Sporty family. Yeah, we do have a sporty family. Competitive growing up was it miserable? Very. If there is not a competition going on in my house, yeah. are you even a mind tell? Oh my like, gosh. Yeah, I hate that. Stuff. Everything like even down to floor hockey and roller hockey, rollerblade. Yeah. We had an unfinished basement in my house growing up and we would just play Stitches endless. like crazy. We would just play endless games of hockey in the basement and so for Father's Day I bought my husband a little floor hockey set. Him and What's floor hockey? You're going to have to help Okay, me. Okay, so you're on your knees and you're playing with little mini hockey sticks and a mini goal. Oh, okay. And a little rubber ball. Okay. And you're playing hockey against okay. each other like one-on-one. That one sounds one. miserable. No, it's amazing. Yeah. And uh, like, so. He prays all the time. He's got an unfair kneeling advantage. <laughs> right. That's the part that sounds miserable to me is I being love, down kneeling like that for so long. Yeah, it is really hard on the knee. You have yep. to get used to it for sure. Um, I bought my husband for Father's Day a little mini floor hockey set because he and? and my daughter were playing with like plastic golf clubs because okay. she has a little plastic set of golf clubs. Sure. So I bought him an actual little mini floor hockey set and it is like our thing. It's like our family thing now. Every night when dad comes home, Lucy says, can we play hockey? And it's so cute. And I just watch them play floor hockey Aww. against each other. You watch them? Yeah. Like, oh, you yeah. You guys play. I'm, I'm, well, I had her all day. I'm good. No. I'm good. You guys go ahead and play that. That's exactly what happens. Uh, sometimes I pl- I have played my husband before. Sometimes we get in there and battle each other. And we'll like bet the dishes or bet bedtime. Oh, or <laughs> you take yes. care of the daughter. Yeah. He loses the bet and has to call in sick. Right. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> listen, I... I was Your supposed turn. to come in today, but I <laughs> just lost three rounds, which means <laughs> I have to do hockey. dishes, clean the house floor to the bottom, and put the daughter to bed so I won't right. be here tomorrow. But that was my childhood growing up. It was Everything was a competition. I have two brothers and a sister, and every, we, yeah, we competed in everything and played three sports in high school. Mm-hmm. and yeah, so Lacrosse, right? Do I remember that correctly? Yeah. I you played, used to coach it or something. Yeah, I coached Olympus High School for a couple of years. Yeah, see how I remember stuff? Yeah, you remember things. <laughs> right there. Yep. 
Yep. So I played soccer, hockey, and lacrosse. Okay. And since high school, I've kind of let go of soccer. That was not my favorite sport. Yeah. Because of the running. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot of running. Yeah. I'm not, and I'm just not very good at it. Yeah. Um, lacrosse, I coached for a little while and just played in like a summer league, but I haven't played in a long time. And then same with hockey. I just I played on like a rec team. How do you how do you feel about adult sports? Like adult like our age. I know you're I love younger it. than I am, but you like you like yeah them? yeah I love it because there is just something about like getting out there and like just playing to play. Like I always played in high school because I had to. My high school actually required us to play three sports. Really? Yeah. We I went to a what private kinda? school back east and I had to play a sport oh. every season. You must play <laughs> three sports. Yep. Really? That's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, I loved it because it really. I mean, it, it was like sports was part of your academia, right? Uh-huh. It was like part of what you did in high school, and yeah. I loved it. Kept us out of trouble, yeah. right? But well, somewhat. You know, I know bit. a few stories, <laughs> other stories about you that I'm like, <laughs> but did it? But did it? Do you did not it? like adult sports? I think. Uh, well, so the my experience with adult sports is uh, guys trying to live their glory days, sure, and I just sure. hate. I hate it. Yes. I hate that. I hate them. Yep. I hate every bit of that. And so I'm the guy that I feel like I can be pretty casual, be like, oh, aren't we just having a good time? Right. But then, then some high school quarterbacks take it very seriously. Right, right. And they're like. And so they keep going at yeah. it. And I'm like, oh, but aren't we just having a good time? Yeah, I get that. And then, you know, 20 minutes into it, I'm punching people in the groin and like slap shotting their, <laughs> you know, their throats with my karate chop, just like as much as I can to inflict you pain. Just, and then just being like, no, no foul, man. No foul. You what? just combined. I like eight sports there. So I don't, I don't particularly, uh, you know, I'm athletic. I right. like the outdoors. I like the hiking and the running and the biking and all that stuff. But yeah. the, those sports, I'm not. Uh, and I wonder if you see that more on the guy side as opposed to the girl side. I don't know. Some women, like I mentioned with the uh, the tennis and stuff like that, women could be pretty catty. Yeah. I've heard it. Maybe but, not in your 60 plus tennis group. No. But. I don't associate with many catty women, so I don't know. Good. Yeah. Good. I kind of. Yeah. Let them go by the wayside. You attract Don't waste you attract, that time. Right? Don't waste that time. You know, we could get into that statement of you attract what you uh, attract, but I'm not going to. Because I, I think there are plenty of things in my life that I didn't ask for or that I exemplify that have come into my life. I see. I see. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Well, okay. I mean, you have a positive attitude, positive attitude, positive things come to you. Yeah, except for when it's negative and I didn't deserve it, but whatever. Right. All right. Um, I've got uh, bishop anxiety today. What does that mean? You have to go see the bishop? Nope. <laughs> no, that, yeah, I guess that's a form that's of bishop inducing. anxiety. Yeah, anxiety uh, inducing. No. Um, I'm getting a new bishop. Oh. I absolutely love, love with all of my heart. Never, I shouldn't say never before have I loved a bishop so much, but this bishop has been the perfect thing for me and for my girlfriend who is not a member of the church. Oh. The perfect thing for our neighborhood yeah. and the demographics that are neighborhood is made up of. Sure. Um, And, you know, he'd been in for a long time, like eight or nine years, and typically bishops are like five years. It may not have been nine years, maybe seven, but longer typically than a bishop. And, And so, you know, we get the announcement this last Sunday that's like, hey, so everyone knew it was coming at some point and now I'm out. And um, and and I have genuine anxiety about who replaces him. Right. Because you're you're just worried it's not going to be the same. Well, I know it won't be the same. right? Like, I'm not a fool. I know that much knowing that. you know, everyone brings to the table something completely different. It, what I love about um, him is that he is very, very like, you know what? We love you how you are. Just come to the table. Yes. Uh, and I have not experienced that very much. Uh, in in light of the, the fact that I think that my old bishop might be listening, he was the perfect thing that I needed at that time, sure. too, which was just a guy that's like, I'm having a family and it's cool and you're having a family and it's cool. Um, but this bishop has been been really good also with um, you know they, they brought in my girlfriend and, and tried to extend her a calling even though she's not a member of the church yeah. and uh, and she was like you know what I, I don't think that I'm really ready for that right now and th- and he was like cool yeah sounds great yeah I wanted you to know that you're more than welcome to and there's lots of people who would like to get to know you and we thought that this would be a way but 100% support you and look forward to seeing you every week and yeah. there's ever anything that we can do and, and made that not awkward uh, even 
even further. Like he texts me all the time, ridiculous things. <laughs> um, so he's just like a caring and genuine person. Yeah. And Sunday we get a new guy. Yeah. And I'm looking around the ward once they said, hey, you know what, we're out. And I'm looking around the ward going, I don't know. I don't see this guy. Did they announce who it was going to be? It comes this Sunday. Oh, they announced it this So they week. said he's out, and then we've got the week to speculate and cause rumors and hurt feelings and all those things. Right. And then uh, this next Sunday is when they will release the bishop and sustain the new one. And see, that seems a little bit like, I don't know if strange is the right word. I don't have that kind of relationship, nor have I ever with any of the bishops I have. I don't get text messages right. from any bishops. Right. I'm not like on a, like, hey, you know what's going on in my life type of relationship with any of my bishops hmm. like I don't know it seems like a I, I don't want to use the word odd or strange because it's not but I just mean it's out of like the normalcy for right. for a, one ward member to have that relationship with a bishop I don't know like yeah. I can see other members of the bishopric or other like higher ranking officers if you will in, right. in callings and auxiliaries having right. that relationship but, but not just a regular not just lay members maybe I'm just uh, just friendly maybe you've been spoiled no nah, I think I do that on purpose though too I think people I think people engage me because I'm an approachable person. Right. You attract what you attract. That's what I meant. Well, I attract (laughs) men, if you know what I'm talking about. So I I got that coming up. Uh, And then also this weekend, so I'm going to have to find out uh, secondhand because I'm going to be out of town Mm. this weekend Mm. doing a little road trip because the... the, so we have with the uh, the Fourth of July uh, being tomorrow, we've got uh, the entire week sort of off, and I'm going to go tech, check out uh, Glacier National Park. Fun. And uh, I'm going to go and uh, going to go see my uncle and my aunt, which is an interesting sort of church dynamic as well. She said they used to be super strict Mormon. He still is, and she just was like, this is not for me. She is a John DeLynn disciple gotcha. of sorts. Gotcha. Uh, so I'll be interested to talk to her about that, and I'm fascinated to see how they make it work, because she is very much like, nope. This so is- not even just like not going, she's anti. Uh, I mean... Anti a lot of it. I don't think she's anti the doctrine of the church. I think she's anti the organization of the church today. Okay. But he just is like, I mean, he was a state president for a while. I'm not sure if he's... You know, still in leadership, but he just is like, you know what, I'm going and, and we'll figure this out. So yeah. it'll be a fascinating dynamic. Well, there's a lot of dynamics like that. I grew up with a active member mom and a non-member dad. And is he? And he's still not a member, no, right? No, yeah, still not a member. How is that for you? Because I've thought about that. I mean, your mom would probably say, find someone of the same faith, I would imagine, or no? Um, well, my mom converted after they got married. Okay. So keep in mind that she's the one that chose, right, to, the, be a to little, pursue yeah, the faith. Yeah, to be different. Yeah, exactly. So, um, but they made it work and it was a little bit like, okay, dad says we can play soccer on Sunday, but mom says we can't. Who do we listen to? (laughs) And it was mostly, we followed what mom said. Um, so, but I think for my mom, it was hard not having someone on the same page in those little nuances of gospel living, right? Mm -hmm. Like playing sports on Sunday or... I don't know what else. Just like so, the so other my, little things. So my thing, I'm not worried too much about that because that for me has sort of girlfriend. ebbed and flowed. Yeah. The thing that I have concern is is being like, hey, so now we're married. I'd really like this to be a temple thing. Right. And so I'm having to decide uh, some interesting things about that, right? Because certainly after we've been dating for more than a year. For yeah. people who listen, they know that. Yeah. We used to call her seaweed. Now we call her the hargroder. <laughs> um, and uh, I've met her. She's great. Yeah. And and she's great for me. Yeah. And... and Honestly, I could not pick a better partner, yet there's this piece that's missing. I won't yeah. say, but there's this piece that's missing. Right. But yet and, there is. Yeah. And there's this piece that's sort of missing. And it's interesting to me because I think that if I went to her and said, hey, I'd like you to convert. Will you do that so that we can get married in the temple? I think that she would do that. I think really? that, I think that she would do that as far as devotion and love that she has for me. I think right. she'd say, I, I think I can come at this from a place where I can do this at least this much honestly, and I'll do it. I don't think that that's my 
I don't I don't think I will ever do that. I don't think that I would ask her to do that. Right. The, the thing that becomes challenging, though, so if if within and people can email us about this and help me figure this out in my head, contact at theculturalhall.com. So the thought is, if you're if like life is to you know you find your partner and you you live accordingly and receive you know all the glory and that glory being the the highest level of the celestial kingdom so and you've got say. and you've got to be sealed in the temple yeah right, right, right. that's what we hope that's the plan oh, I'm so exhausted <laughs> like if you if you knowingly get into a relationship that is not at present and you can't have hope i mean you can have hope but you can't have the expectation that things will change like sure. that should join the church or that we'd be able to do that sure are you like how how does that work out are you setting yourself up for potentially not the highest kingdom a that's my first question right um i think that my second question then becomes like if if you're not gonna try for the highest is there a point then in trying some of the other things like does it give does it weaken some of the other things like like well i can't get to the highest level of the celestial kingdom because i love this person who's not in this condition that can't get me to this place so but here's the thing some of these other things are okay here's the thing what if we don't know the answer to that like, is there any doctrine that's going to give you the answer that you're looking for to that? What well, if you get to decide what you believe in that realm? Well, okay, okay. I'll support that. But what if I, there are lots of times I believe, yeah, this is all right. And well, then it's like, no, it's not all right. It's the same type of thing with our LGBTQ friends and family. Right. Like, are they going to be able to go to the celestial kingdom? What do you believe about that? Right. right? And right. at some point, we don't have the answer to that. We get to decide what we believe. So. So in hope of hopes, as I think about that, I think, okay, so God, here's this woman whom I love, and she's great, mm-hmm. and we're true and faithful to each other, and she's supportive in all the things. How about hooking a brother up? Right. I wonder if I could work that I'm way. picturing it like the genie from Aladdin, like, I can't make anyone fall in love with you. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But then, I mean, if that's not the case, right, and then you spend this entire life, and and, and that is, in fact, how it works, that seems sad. It, it does. It seems like a sad ending. And again, I, I don't know that I have an answer for you. I right. can't tell you that it's right. one way or the other, nor do I know if anyone has the answer for you. But I would love people to speculate. Right. Contact at theculturalhall.com. Because here's the other side of it, too. So you're an LDS lady, right? So you uh-huh. get divorced, and then I decide that I would want to marry someone who had a kid. That's not likely. But anyway, uh, if we got married, there's no sort of guarantee that you know you being an LDS person that would be faithful to your covenants, that would do all the things, right? So I, it, it's sort of a dice roll in all situations. Yeah, and who's to say that like someone who checks all the boxes of being an active member but has zero heart in the game, are right. they going to make it to the celestial kingdom? Right. Like you, you could you could pose this question to anyone. We're Maybe all just I will. we're just doing the best we can, Richie. You do you. <laughs> All right. I'm going to do I don't know me. whether you should I'm marry gonna the do girl, me but I want I'm you gonna to. I'm going to share this email. Got two emails from Kevin. We haven't heard from Kevin in a while. Oh, Kevin. Uh, I mentioned earlier, too, I know that uh, Molly Jenny is making her way to the studio right now. Uh, so the news might be a little light this week because I'm sure she's going to want to talk about crying her eyeballs out as she drops her daughter off uh, to go on a mission. Yeah. So here's the email from Kevin. It says, hello, everyone. He says, Richie, I have to say that the episode that you did about the atonement with the person from Louisiana was the best episode I've ever heard. That's uh, episode, I believe, 274 with Robert Millett. He's written a book. Uh, He says, I wonder if I can get his book in Braille or audio. I don't know. (laughs) Second, he says, I think Janae Manite should name her soon-to-be baby girl Brandy. By the way, did you know that Janae is having a baby? I did hear that, yes. Uh, Brandy, says Kevin, is my favorite name for a girl. In fact, I would love to have a girlfriend named Brandy. (laughs) Okay. Perhaps even marry a girl named Brandy, says Kevin. Of course, she would... Would have to be my type, but that would be a good start if her name was Brandy. 
Maybe in another e- email I can tell you what my type is. I look forward to that email, Kevin. I'll I look forward to getting your wedding announcement with Brandy. He says, I want to bring up a topic discussion on the Cultural Hall show. How do you feel about getting, getting rid of singles wards? And so maybe this will be a future whole episode about it. He says, mm-hmm. ever since I've been here in Little Rock, Arkansas, I've been becoming more and more anti-single ward. He says, this is because nowadays with more people staying single, when a single person moves into an area that there aren't many members and certainly enough to start a singles ward. When I first came to Little Rock and went to church, I felt like a major outcast. He says, I am not married. I do not have kids. To add something else to the mix, it seems like everyone in my ward is either a doctor or or a lawyer, and I am neither one of those things. He says, nor will I be. I wondered how the people would treat me down here. It occurred to me that if I was going to make friends with people in the ward, I would have to start initiating friendships on my own. There are two married couples that I enjoy being around. At different times, I invited them to have dinner with me. Uh, Much to my surprise, they said yes. I also told them their kids can come along as well. I love that. You want to have dinner? Yeah, no kids. No kids, Kevin. Uh, my point there, though, is that it has been an adjustment coming to a place where there aren't many members and everyone is married. I believe if we get rid of singles wards and the married couples started seeing more singles around in their ward, it would force married and single people to mingle more. Singles wards are essentially segregating members. If we're going to be a church that harps so much on families, then we better start living up to this and not segregating our singles. I actually like Kevin's point. Yeah, I don't disagree with that point. He says, of course, there should be singles activities, but I really think the church needs to do with do away with singles wards. I still feel a little bit of out of place in the ward I'm in, but I'm grateful for the friends that I have here in this ward. I'm not going to let this stop me from going to church either because I know the church is true. But I really think the church needs to take a look at singles wards and realize what a disservice they are to uh, doing to single people. What do you all think? Well, I agree with every point that you've made. Yeah, I don't disagree with the fact like being having been in a singles ward and having my husband, now husband, dating at the time come to that singles ward, it does kind of feel a little bit like a meat market at times. Like, you're all there just to find a husband or just to find a wife. And like, I don't really like that part of our culture. Because it really does, like, if you're not married, it makes you feel like something's wrong with you. And less less than the uh, meat market thing for me, but like the stink of desperation. Yes. That's kind of what I mean. Yeah. like, I, I never felt like it was like, oh, everyone's looking at me or who's a new piece of whatever. Yeah. Right? That that wasn't my feeling. But it was like, this room is full of such desperate people and all of who your... just want attention, who just want to connect with someone. Yeah. Ugh. And all of your lessons are geared towards the stage you're in, which would be finding a spouse. And it becomes this like overriding message in your life that you must get married. And it's just like, I kind of hate that. That's. I guess segregation is what we'll call it in yeah. our church. So I don't I don't disagree with that. Nice. Uh, and then this second email from Kevin. This one's shorter. Don't worry. He says, I do want y'all to know I'm loving it here in Little Rock. I love the South and what it has to offer. I, I was the... worried about that. Yeah. So thank you for clarifying. Yeah. He says, I love the food, the people, the nice warm weather and other things. I just think that the church needs to improve on intercating, he says. Singles to family wards. I do have some friends that are non-members. All right, or talk to you later, Kevin. Uh, so I appreciate that, Kevin. And uh, I would agree with it. You know, single. I'm single still, and I go to my family ward. Yeah. I went to a singles ward a couple of times, and I I quickly discovered this is not the place for me. It's tough. And I have real friends, real friendships, and, uh, and, and they're real relationships that will last longer than when someone gets married and moves away. Right. Which is what you do in singles wards. Right. Beyond that, it's fascinating to me how many people in my ward think me and my girlfriend are married. Really? Yeah. It's not Where's your wife? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't have uh, one. Did they, you does know. your ward know she's not a member? No. No. No, it's great. Yeah, that's awesome, because then they're not pouncing on her. I mean, there's a few people that know, certainly. Right. But she, and I hate to say this, but she looks the part ah. in what she wears to church, mm-hmm. you know. Um, she speaks the part. Mm. Um, and, and we're as cute as a bug there right? in the back row, right? sitting and holding each other. She scratches my <laughs> back at right. the appropriate time. That's the only reason you need a girlfriend in the church is to get your back scratched. Yes. 
<laughs> Do you have any idea how long sacrament meeting is if you don't get a back scratch as part of it? I haven't married for eight years. I don't get back scratches what? anymore. Yeah. Oh, not anymore? Not anymore. Well, that's because he's chasing that kid of yours. <laughs> I'm sure that true. kid is not sitting still, right? No, that's why we are on the back row of the yep. cultural hall. Yeah. Yep. It's where you got to be. Yep. Uh, let's take a break for a second. We'll give a minute for Molly Jenny to get here, and I'm sure we'll hear about her mission and also, or her daughter's mission, I should mm-hmm. say. Uh, and also, we'll get into uh, some articles of news. That's coming up in the second half of Articles of News. Imagine running a small business today. It's challenging. Imaging and internet presence is an absolute must. Even with that, you're still a small star in a bright cyber universe. Now, imagine you have someone who understands how to get your site designed for your talents and then easily searched by potential clients. Imagine Lennon Design. Whether it's strictly a website or a whole package of logo creation, advertising media, and promotional materials, Lennon Design is your partner in business. They'll test the boundaries of their imagination to create something unique for you. When you need creative, affordable design, let it be Lennon Design. Call 801-699-3022 or visit LennonDesign.com. Hi, friends. Dan the Laptop Man here from PC Laptops. I get a lot of emails from people all the time. Here's one. Dear Dan, I hear your talk about a lifetime service guarantee. Free? Really? Please help me avoid all your fine print and be honest about what free means. You understand that we should be very wary of a free offer signed skeptical high skeptical I remember 22 years ago when we started PC laptops and our lifetime service guarantee people thought it was too good to be true well you know after a decade people started believing me a little bit but you know it's been 22 years of having the privilege to serve our friends and neighbors like you our lifetime service guarantee has become the most trusted warranty in the industry you can get a brand new PC Laptops desktop computer for $7.99 with a lifetime warranty. Check us out at PCLaptops.com. That's PCLaptops.com. Here's to seeing you soon, skeptical. Hey, you guys, I want to talk to you about BestDJinUtah.com. Why, that's the company that I have started for doing my DJing weddings and live events. Uh, whatever you need, I am your guy to do it. So whether you're a lifer or a convert to this podcast show, or you just happen to be listening for the first time, if you are in need of a wedding DJ or an MC for your event, or just a DJ for your business opening, uh, go to bestdjinutah.com. Now, I know it says Utah, but guess what? If you want me to come to your event and you're not in Utah, I'll do that too. You're going to have to pay for me to be there, but I'm more than willing to do that as well. It's bestdjinutah.com. Emails there, phone numbers there, would love to hear from you, and then help you make your event that much better. Look forward to hearing from you, and thank you for supporting the Cultural Hall podcast. But it's a show. You knew that. The Cultural Hall wants you to help Utah Food Bank fight hunger statewide. Through your donations of food, time, or money, Utah Food Bank is able to distribute over 31 million meals annually to Utahns facing hunger. Even a $1 donation can be turned into $7.35 of goods and services. One in five children in Utah could go to bed hungry tonight, and 423,000 Utahns are unsure where their next meal will come from. By donating food at your local pantry or by visiting utahfoodbank.org, you can make a difference. It's time for the second half of the Articles of News, wherein we do actual Articles of News, and we anticipate the arrival of Molly Jenny any moment. Hit it, Peter! You can't lose Articles of News. And I think we start here with the uh, documentary Believer on the HBO the other night. Yeah, did you watch it? Uh, I did. I I live tweeted it from Ah. my, uh, at Richie T. Stedman. Oh, I was looking for some tweets from the Cultural Hall to see their response on it. Yeah, I, you know. You just did it through Richie T. I just did it through Richie T because I feel like the cultural hall live tweets things that are like general conference sure, and sure. firesides. I didn't want to betray people that follow at the cultural hall on Twitter in some way. And actually, let me take that separation real quick. If you're not following us on Facebook, make sure you do so. We're on Pinterest, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. You can find us at the cultural hall there. Uh, you can also find us on Instagram and you can find us online at the cultural hall.com. You'll find a link to all of these stories. 
stories and other things that we do, other episodes, uh, theculturalhall.com. And if you would like to be a Patreon subscriber, join the exclusive group of 20 folks that are out there. It's patreon.com slash theculturalhall. Any donation you can make is great. There is a separate Facebook group of those super fans of the Cultural Hall. And uh, little by little, uh, we're building up that to, to be a pretty entertaining group of people who will say whatever they would like to line upon about line. episodes of the Cultural Hall. <laughs> right. And those things don't get shared outside of that group. So, and I don't look at that page. Yeah. No, you are. You don't have access to it. It's yeah. a secret group because right? you're not a Patreon subscriber. That's very true. You pay a buck, I'll get you in that group. All right. Or two bucks. Okay. Or ten bucks. Or the we host. have a couple of people who do ten dollars okay. a month. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, I was looking around. I know, We'll get back to Believer. But I was looking around at different um, LDS podcasts. And there's another one that has, has been together for a, a long time. I think maybe even longer than the Cultural Hall. Sort of petered out. Oh. So that money helps okay. keep things going. All right. Patreon.com slash the Cultural Hall. Uh, all right. So Believer. Yeah. Your thoughts? Uh, well, for people who don't know, Dan Reynolds, who... Um, is the front man of Imagine Dragons, born and raised LDS, family of eight kids. They're all doctors and lawyers. And then he, I think he's the baby. And he was like, I want to play music. And they're like, like a musical doctor or a right. musical lawyer? He's like, no, 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 in a band. Right. And uh, they're one of the most grossing you know, bands in the world. They tour all the time. Yeah. Um, married uh, a woman who, I'm not sure if they if she got married and if she converted. Yeah, there was, they alluded to the fact that she was um, she was not LDS was and I know she did convert yeah. but I don't know if he married her and then she converted or converted and then well they showed the scene of, yeah, of them getting married civilly in his backyard right. or whatever so so it would have been the case either way yeah. because she hadn't been a member long enough yeah um, but here's an interesting sort of behind the scenes thing that's not what this documentary was going to be about the original theme of this documentary was going to be about uh, old Frontier Street in um, Los Vegas. Oh, really? And the people that you see down there. And uh, it got about one week into it, and he's like, listen, I don't feel this. Right. Like, well, you know, you tell your story, you tell what you believe. And that's when it became what it is, which is all about LGBTQ uh, issues in the LDS church. And the documentary kind of follows his journey to getting the Love Loud Festival up and running Mm -hmm. here in Utah, which has happened now. I think this is its third year. No, this will be its second year. Second year. year. Okay. So it happened last year, and then it's coming again in end of July. Uh, Which is just basically a thing that everyone love everyone and Treat them kindly, too. I think Jesus said that. I'm pretty sure. I'm not sure what yeah. uh, chapter and verse, mm-hmm. but uh, it, it follows him and interacts with several people. So I, it was fun for me to see um, Tyler Glenn, who's the front man of Neon Trees, uh-huh. uh, who is an LDS guy. He's since left the church, came out with an album a couple years ago that was basically like, ah, the church lied to me. Yeah, uh, We've had him here in the cultural hall. We had him here right after he came out of the closet. It was interesting um, to hear the love that it felt like he had for the church, but just that he, he just couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. It, it was too painful for him to be LDS and, yeah. and, and to be gay and, and just feels peaceful with what it is. Um, also represented in the documentary is John DeLynn, excommunicated member of the church. And I liked what you put in the uh, sort of behind the scenes Facebook page, which yeah. was, I could have done without John DeLynn or something <laughs> like that. Right? I didn't say that. I just said, I told Brant that the John DeLynn part was going to bug him. Right. Yeah. Right. I, I didn't. So I... Here's what I didn't like about that part, uh, and, and, I, and it is completely um, biased yeah. because I there are a lot of things that John DeLynn does that I do not care for, um, and then there are a few things that I, I think are important that he does. Right. Um, but what I didn't care for is his intro was he's a seventh-generation Mormon, and that took them very long to introduce the fact that he was excommunicated. Yeah. It sort of represented him as like stalwart, faithful, you know, member of the church, etc., and it kind of represented him as getting excommunicated right after he gave that TED Talk. 
right. for, you know, about how LGBTQ youth and suicide rates, right. right, which wasn't entirely accurate because he got excommunicated for apostasy, right, which was way more and way different than just giving a TED talk and being excommunicated. Right. It seemed like it boiled it down to just a matter of, you know, because I believe whatever. because I believe this about LGBT people, I got excommunicated. Right. It kind of in my mind, it misrepresented that a little bit. Well, and, and you know, you get you get stuff like that in an hour and a half documentary like they have to boil it down to a thing but that was something that that bothered me about it the other thing that i didn't really like within it is i feel like that there what it what it made it seem like uh and i'll take this sidestep too you should watch it it's yeah. really thought provoking yeah. it created uh, about an hour and a half two hour discussion uh, between between myself and and my girlfriend um, because she's like the uh, the policy of november that's sort of just exclusionary I don't get it. And, yeah. you know, I'm like, blah, 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 blah. And she's like, yeah, but still exclusionary. I'm like, me, 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 me. And she's like, but still exclusionary. And I'm like, yeah, okay, okay. it's exclusionary. Yeah. You know, I got nothing it for it. It feels like the church doubled down at yeah. that point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but what I didn't, what I wish I would have seen a little bit of is there are members of the church who uh, are advocates and allies with LGBTQ. And the movie made it seem like Mormon church hates gay people. Yeah, and it kind of cherry-picked different talks. Right. And not from very recently, right. except for the policy change and stuff like that. And it, and I know it's not necessarily, it's a documentary, so it doesn't have to be fair and balanced. I'm coming from a journalism perspective, right, where I want right. both sides of it. But I didn't see much in the way of, you know, the church has made great strides in the last little while to be inclusive, and, and they even endorsed the Love Loud Festival, which they did mention, but right. I just didn't see a ton of the other side, right? Represented, right. Which is the one thing. Which they don't have to. No, like they said. don't have to. Yeah. But that was the thing for me. It's about an hour and a half long. If you have HBO, you can get it on demand. Uh, you, but you should check it out. Let yeah. us know what your thoughts. You can send us those, and we would love to share those in future episodes. Contact at theculturalhall.com. Uh, let's get into a couple of news stories. Just quick. Elizabeth Smart, she's having another kid. I saw that on Instagram. Building her family. And the thing that's interesting is um, Elizabeth Smart, if you don't know, she's the one who was kidnapped when she was much younger. Uh, then she came back. She went on a mission, married a guy from her mission. Uh, she has an amazing book. I can't think of what... Is it called My Story? Is that what it is? I don't know, to be honest. Uh, but Elizabeth Smart book is so great. Mm. So great. Yeah. So very good. If, uh, if you... Uh, I was going to say, if you like that sort of thing, it really is just an inspirational, like, life knocks you down, you get back up again kind of um, story. Yeah. She announced that she's going to be expecting her now third baby in November. And I bet she just wishes that, like, stuff like that wasn't in the news. It you wasn't a I'm thing. Like, yeah, I'm having a baby. Lots of people have babies. Well, I can understand that, but when I get pregnant, I want it to be breaking news, like because it feels like breaking news to me, right? Because it's my world and it's a huge deal for me. You can I, do it in your family newspaper, and everyone else is like, "Yeah, cool. Lots of people have babies. No big deal." Um, if you don't listen to the podcast Mormonland that the Salt Lake Tribune does, uh, it's Peggy Fletcher Stack, and then sometimes it's Dave Noyce, uh, <laughs> who. Anyway, I won't go down that tangent. Anyway, check it out because they do some pretty interesting stuff and they get some access to uh, people like Richard Bushman, who was on the latest episode. He's the guy who is the author of uh, Joseph Smith, Rough Stone Rolling. Mm. Um, they talked to him because he is also the founder of the, uh, I want to make sure I get the correct name of this. It is the... Uh, what do they call it? It's, it's a Mormon arts festival in New York City, but I know it's got a specific name, um, and they're celebrating music, uh, Mormon music, over the last hundred years. Um, why can't I find what this is called? There's a Mormon Arts Center that is, I guess it's just the Mormon Arts Center annual festival in Salt Lake City is what's this calling it. Um, but they do it in New York, which I think is interesting. Yeah. If you wanted a lot of Mormon people to attend it, you would probably do it somewhere here in the Intermountain West. But uh, in that podcast, he talks about why they choose New York and because they feel like it adds legitimacy to have it be in the in the uh, country's largest city. Right. Um, it's a three-day festival. Um, uh, and uh, it took place this last weekend, uh, the 28th through the 30th of June. Um, uh, it was people from Angola, Argentina, Canada, China, Kuwait, Spain. 
Spain and all across the United States. Um, there are a bunch of panels. Uh, you can find links to all this, by the way, at theculturalhall.com. Uh, panels, exhibition, concerts, a book launch. Um, and it's just interesting to note that they keep doing this and that it keeps getting bigger and bigger every year. Um, the book launch uh, is, let's see, I've got to make sure I get it. He says, this is Scott Holden, the one who's going to be doing the big concert. He says that I had a stack of over two feet tall on my desk, a stack of 100 years of Mormon music, which he sort of diluted down and made into his concert. Uh, most of the pieces that he selected have never been heard before, including two world premieres from award-winning composers Lansing McCloskey and Lisa Despain. So pretty cool as far as that goes. And uh, that took place this last weekend, the 28th through the 30th of June. Very cool. So welcome in now to uh, Molly Jenny. Good to see you here. Welcome, welcome. You got any plans for the 4th of July tomorrow? Brother and sister, aloha. Aloha. Plans for the 4th of no. July tomorrow? No, no I, I celebrated Canada Day on uh, Sunday. Okay, yeah. okay. Why would you do a thing like that? Maybe I want to move there. Yeah? <laughs> yep. Let's talk about Is that it a political statement? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, we, we don't anticipate that you'll bring any bit, of, any bit of news, but rather that you'll just talk about your daughter. So about my to, feelings? So get to it. Okay. And you better cry. Oh, gosh. You know, so... It's been like 10 days now, right, since you dropped it, your... It's been about a week okay. because that happens on Wednesdays. Okay. Okay. And uh, yeah, I'll tell you what, man. <sighs> It's hard, but it's, it's different hard. than they used to do it. So it tell, is. so tell me if tell me the experience because okay. now it's like curbside drop off. See mm -hmm. you later, right? Right. It used to be you, uh, everyone cooler. goes into the MTC together, families, friends, whatever you want. Y'all sit in a big room, right? And Call it's kind serve. right. You watch yeah. you watch the film, and it's just kind of like waiting for that dreadful moment right. where this traumatic experience where your kid goes out one door and yep. you go out the other. Right. Mm -hmm. That's all gone now. Now it's way more traumatic and it's outside <laughs> yeah well it's not outside actually it's in the underground parking lot oh really yes they've done some renovations down okay. there okay when they were building the hogwarts buildings on campus uh -huh. and whatnot so what typically what a lot of people do and what we did sort of uh you go over to the provo temple the old school provo temple okay um the og provo temple yeah. <laughs> uh across the street you say goodbye there you take pictures there. Okay. If you've got kids, you leave them with a trusted adult, and then you go do the drop-off. For okay. our situation, it was kind of, I, I kind of had anxiety about it because she's got a lot of parents. Right. So who does the drop-off? Right. Because even if we all get in the car together, then are, are just the four of us parents going to drive How many drive more parents does she have besides the four of you? D just the four. Okay. But, but that's, that's, right. but that's enough. Yeah, yeah. You know. And I, I was so, trying to think. Yeah. I'm like, what? So yeah. there, who else <laughs> no. is invited so, this But there are party? the four. And so, sure. <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, the way that it happened for us was we she was set apart the night before sure. in Utah County, and uh, and she had two farewells on Father's Day. Right. Uh, her one first in one in your ward, or mm -mm. one in the old Provo ward, right, right. where yep. she was raised, and then and then one in her dad's ward, which is sending her out. Okay. So her first one sold out, needed nice. a new venue. Anyway, for the second showing, yeah. Womp. Uh, she gave, <laughs> she did give the same talk I was in both just wards. Ask. Good. Yep. Good. And in the Provo ward, the second one, the ward where she grew up, uh, her best friend also spoke. Aww. Yeah, because she went into the MTC a week before. Oh, cute. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, so yeah, that was very nice. Uh, so then the night before she got set apart as a missionary her 10 year old sister was very like well now you can't listen to your music yeah. so and now um, you have to be in bed by 9 10. right right uh and then we all met wednesday morning for breakfast her choice chick-fil-a sure her words because they don't have those in canada okay. uh -huh. do they not have them in canada uh they don't okay uh although i will say when we did drop her off <laughs> I'll, I'll wait. Okay. So anyway, so we all, we all went to breakfast. One I of her. I feel like there are better places than Chick Fil A for breakfast, but well, you know what? She listen, gets to pick. Yep, she gets yeah. to pick. And then uh, oven pizza was my last meal. Oh really? Yeah. Before I didn't Cleveland go until in the afternoon. Yeah. Oh, got it. Yeah, we went at like lunchtime, and then I got in at like two. Was it free? Free lunch? Uh, for me, not mm -hmm. for not for uh, everyone. Got it. There was like forty of us. Yeah, <laughs> naturally. Yeah, because all your parents. Yeah, because I've got lots of parents. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, one of her sisters had to had to 
girls camp at 1030 in the morning. Okay. So we took our big family picture outside of the Chick-fil-A okay. in Spanfo. Nice. Was, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. And uh, and then sister headed off to girls camp. Like, see you in 18 months. Yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. That, yeah, that was the 14-year-old sister. Not five minutes later, 16-year-old sister, oh, crap, I got to go to work. Uh-huh. She totally forgot. Whoops. <laughs> Lots on the brain. Lots on the well, brain. Well, say goodbye. <laughs> so she went to work. She ended up coming back later because a friend was like, you need to go say goodbye. Yeah, like, yeah. I'll, I'll cover your shift until yeah. you can get back. Oh, yeah. that's nice. So, uh, and then we all just kind of... What time did she have to... What time did you, was the drop 1245. 12.45 okay. to 1. So, so bre- there's a window so of time now. So breakfast is super early, and then you've got time where you're just ticking where it's like, I guess we don't have much time. Sort of, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And so so we all met up at the uh, at the temple grounds and um, took some pictures and cried and took our turns. And it was... She drove to she drove to the temple... Uh, this being your daughter, the yeah, sister my, missionary. My daughter, the, the sister missionary. Uh, she drove to the temple grounds with her dad and stepmom okay. and siblings. Uh, she met my husband and I there. My husband, the Reverend John Dye. I Thank remembered you. to say it this time. Thank you. And uh, and we said goodbyes and took pictures. And then at her request, John and I dropped her off. Oh, interesting. So, yeah. So we pull in. Uh, you can't just drive into the MTC anymore. There's a there's like a, what do you call them? The, the low, lowering gates. The lower lights. Yeah, the lower lights. Yeah, um, burning. They're burning. Yeah. They're burning. And, um, oh, my father. <clears throat> <laughs> uh, and so, so we, you know, we pull up and the guard, I say with air quotes. Yeah, it's some BYU student who's like, excuse me. Yeah. Uh-huh. Are you speaking English? Are you trying to get in? Drop it off for picking up. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. What they asked was, boy or girl? Really? That was, that was the question. And I said, we, 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 we've, got a, we've got a sister missionary. And it was actually. Uh, like an older woman who okay. did this, not a BYU student, okay. but I, I saw that kid there yeah, for sure. Uh-huh. Uh, and she took a pink post-it and put it on my windshield nice. so that the other people directing traffic would know. How sexist! I'll say. Right. So we were we were guided down into this underground parking. Is this where the sacrifices are, by the way? Yes, okay. it is. It's sacred. <laughs> There's goats walking by. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and, and you kind of hear almost horror stories that it is pretty traumatic this kind of like you got to drop it like kind of kick them to the curb and so one of the tips i had heard was don't get their luggage out immediately because they are the your missionary that you're dropping off is greeted by another host missionary Uh and in this case you know a sister and and what i've heard was if you get your luggage out too soon they will just grab the suitcases and say okay come on Uh and you don't get the chance to say goodbye sure that wasn't our experience it actually was a situation where you pull up and you line up it reminded me of like when you're dropping off a rental car mm-hmm. and everyone just pulls up as far as you can mm-hmm. right. and then you know they'll move when you can and then so, over there no you idiot the red zone <laughs> tip my hat to that favorite movie Thank of mine you very much uh and is that airplane yep yeah okay so uh so we got yeah. out and we said, well, but so, that's so it. let me ask you something. So at this point, though, like, you know, you're going to say goodbye. So isn't a shorter goodbye better? Like, doesn't it not, like it really doesn't matter because yeah. it's coming. So it's like, oh, let's take 10 minutes now and say goodbye. Or, you know what? I just want a good, solid hug and I love you. It doesn't really matter because it's coming. It gets to the point. My, I've I've had so much anxiety leading up to it. Mm-hmm. Here come your tears that right? you requested. Sorry. That, no, it's. It's fine. Um, I'm amazed I have any left, frankly. Uh, it gets so dehydrated. I really, really am. Uh, it gets to the point where it's just like, well, it's time. Yeah. And there's no more sense in feeling this dread. You just, it's time. Is it different than dropping your kid off at college, per se? Like, it's a, it's a different type of experience? And why is it different? Because the, of the communication barriers. Right. Um, she did send an email that afternoon that said, I'm here, I'm checked in, I'm safe, I'm good, this is my companion's name, this is my teacher's name, I'll email you next on my P-Day. So as a mom dropping off a kid to go where you won't be able to literally talk to them except for two days a year, 
year, mm-hmm. it's basically like, I have no idea if my kid's alive. Yeah, it's devastating. Yeah. And it's those it's those times when I when it hits me like like I was driving and and it hit me like I I have this kind of like like I'm I've convinced myself like yeah she is safe and she will be okay but like if I'm being completely honest like I have friends that were hurt in really serious ways on their missions I see really serious like and uh, emotionally and and mentally and and keep going yes yeah yeah and sexually yeah yes all of it and and it's like man like if she were actually hurt or in danger if I found out about it it would be too long afterwards you know and 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 it's different even than when I first kind of got I was so shocked when she because she surprised us with her mission call in the first place I I started like kind of almost having nightmares of like you know she's going to Canada I, I always joke that when she was little and she asked if she could go on a mission and I said you bet when you're big you can go on a mission well where can I go I don't know if you could choose where would you go and she said just someplace warm yes. you know and this mission includes the North Pole and is right. adjacent to Alaska and, right. and she's going to baptize Santa Claus <laughs> yes that's what I hoped for oh, and, my gosh. and like legitimately it can snow 12 months a year oh my gosh so um or every month of the year you know so so I and I would have these nightmares about just just worry just like these this mother worry of like what if she's cold like yeah. you know like would I She'll check on, on them? She's a I know, woman. but but like when I, I know she's a grown woman, but like even when she sleeps over and I and I check on the kids and you know and she's kicked the blanket off and I put it on her like no one's gonna do that and I get and it. This is like part of it. It's part of being a mom. It's part of the process. But it sucks. Well, part of your role as mother is to protect yes. and to care for. And when you can't do that anymore, even whether they're just like you know, I understand that not communication piece. That would be yeah. really hard because like you said, you can't check in with her every day and be like did anything happen today right. like do I need to know about anything like yeah you literally would find out months later right or yeah. even even like oh I found this really funny tweet or this funny video and I don't send it to her anymore yeah you know what I mean yeah let me give you the other side of this though okay. she will not appreciate you uh nearly as much having let me think of the way that I'm phrasing this she will appreciate you so much more now in a way that she could not have appreciated you unless she had that complete cutoff and she she will come back with such a love and a respect. And it's hard. I'm not yeah. downplaying how hard it is. Yeah. But she will come back with such a love and a respect for who you are, for motherhood and for womanhood, that she would have no other way possibly of, of feeling that absence and having that appreciation for it had she not had it. And it'll make you... Because then you'll have that opportunity to have that disconnect and reconnect, and her, for the same reason, better people. Thank you. I hope, I'll hope for that. Yeah. And yeah. can you take solace in the fact that, you know, you influenced her to, a, that got her to this point? You know what? Uh, no, I want her back. <laughs> well, no. Well, that's an interesting point you make, and it actually, it makes me think of, I mean, like, like your jam of talking about motherhood. Um, I don't, and I'll tell you, um... I I mentioned this on the Mormon News Report. I've never heard of it. Hi, Brant. Hi, Brian. <laughs> They're on a summer break right now. Yes, I know. And I have to I have to take you to task. We, Let me know. We are on a summer break right now. <laughs> uh, I would I would love to take you to task about something in the last episode. Of okay. That. Okay. I, even though I know you weren't there. Oh, okay. Um, and <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, and what I what I told them was that there was one morning, uh, a couple like I don't know about a month or so before she left, where I asked I found myself at lunch with her. She had agreed to meet with me for lunch earlier that morning. Which, she had which gone by to the way. It sounds, it's such a strange interaction. She had agreed to eat. Well, 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 even though we had talked about well, it, it's she like was no, super busy. You, and you it's just like, raised her to be her herself, her independent self, and this is what she's choosing. Right, which is awesome, and and I'm super impressed with her and. And, and and I was sitting there and like she had just gone to the temple that morning. What I had done that morning instead of going to the temple or going to the gym was had a conversation with the police department about another of my children. Right. And so like the you do. Right. And so the reason I say that is because I like I, I would never want to say like I don't and what I'm not saying is, well, I'm not taking responsibility for that kid either. Right, you know what right, I mean? Right, right. But it's like I th- I think that people are too quick to be to kind of pat themselves on the back of like, well, I was a really good parent because my kid went on a mission. Right. Right, right, right. Um, yes. And so, I, like, while I'm not downplaying the role of parents, I also, I, you know, the other thing is that, like, my younger kids who may not have a desire to go on a mission like she did, 
did when she was their age. Right. And that might change and it might not. And I want them to understand that I love who they are. Yes. Regardless of the of the choice to go on a mission. Like I've you don't. this unconditional loving. You what don't is, take credit for their success and you don't blame yourself for their failures. Right. Quote unquote or failures. Their, yeah. Or yeah. their successes or failures. They're just choices in life. Right? Yes. Yeah. And they're, they're a choice. They are their choices and consequences. And I feel joy beside them and I feel sadness beside I them. I think that is the best parenting philosophy. Well, thank you. It's, it's hard. <laughs> be because, because, because you also, so right, well, you well, also are a human and maybe you have desires for them, mm-hmm. but you're not necessarily imposing those on them. Exactly. You're just yep. letting, you're just being a guide. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, but uh, I mean, and that's just, it's just part of life and it just made me laugh that that's what was happening. Right. So, you want to talk uh, about the police? Yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> Darn it. I know. That's I the juicy that story. story. Yeah. So, yeah. is it uh, good? It's great. Uh, she had been gone 22 hours and I sent her a package. Listen, there's this place in Provo. Okay. Sounds like my uh, mother-in-law. That, <laughs> and it's uh, it's called Postmark. Okay. Not sp- hashtag not sponsored. Okay. Uh, but when I used to mail packages from, from there all the time when actually when my daughter, who's now a missionary, was little. And it has a big sign in the window that says, same day, MTC delivery. And the MTC is really big. And so when she was little, she thought that was the MTC uh-huh. <laughs> where we mail the packages. Sure. Right. But you just go there and, you know, they go every day at what'd you by 3.30. What did you send her? Her Canada Day um, Which treats. Which is? What did you send her? I sent her some treats. We, we were actually just in eastern Canada um, okay. a couple weeks, uh, the week before she you went on her mission. Niagara Falls and all that. Uh-huh, I saw that. The Toronto Temple, yeah. and Palmyra and, and New York and everything. And uh, yeah, and uh, some like Canadian candies and like She's M&M's like, and cool. a Canada bag. Stuff yeah. that I'm going to get while I'm there. Awesome. <laughs> it was for her companions that maybe are not serving in Canada. Mm-hmm. I don't know, right? Okay. Okay, wait, yeah. so the, can they write letters still, like handwritten letters? I, they sure could. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Why would you do that? Well, well, yeah, well I, she was talking about her concern of not being able to hear from her mm-hmm. or know that everything's okay f- until Mother's Day or Christmas. Right. Yeah, you get right? emails now. Most of, yeah, they, most so they email now. You can every email. Week. Yeah. Okay. And some, uh, and, and different missions are, like, operate different ways, too. Like, she will, she's in a mission where she'll, she has a device, like, uh, she has a Samsung phone. I mean, it's very monitored. Mm-hmm. She, like, it's not like she's going to have any apps right. or anything like that. Uh, but she she will have the use of that. And some missions allow you to use um, Google Chat okay. uh, while you're on your PDA, like, you know, to like with a, lim- a time limit sure. okay. to communicate, which is super helpful for like, you know, like one thing I sent her in her package was, hey, did you ever send those thank you notes um, to XYZ? Do you need me to get you some cards and stamps? Sure. I'm happy to do that if you need. And it's like, then do I wait a week for her right. to, you know, so like these right. kind of That's quick fine. back and forth Google right. chat is really yeah. helpful. Well, yeah. or like getting ready for school, like when they're coming back yep. home, hey, yeah. did you need to do this? Yes. I need to get this transcript. Can you make sure you get to the doctor? Hey, yes. there's other things. What's your plans as far as that goes? Yeah. yeah. So have you cried yourself to sleep yet? Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yep. <laughs> You'll be fine. I know. I know. It's just, it's one of these things where I, I also, there's added to it like this pressure that people want me to say, well, there's nowhere else I'd rather her be. Sure. Right. Well, she'll be protected and we'll be blessed right. and they want me to say all these things and it's those things are not necessarily untrue but you right. don't but it feel completely that way. minimizes that yeah. this super sucks yeah it, i'm sorry for saying the s word yeah but it it this is hurts a safe space. like you know what i mean like it hurts as much as you'd like excuse me and it's i mean that's I mean and again not to get political but we don't separate families right yeah right. like what are we this is hard yeah okay. it's really hard yeah I'll be interested to see if you share the same attitude in a couple of weeks well probably not I hope I hope that I hope that I that I get better but I also I've talked to some people and gotten some advice that I will take to heart and some right. I probably won't right but the most valuable to me so far has been just the acknowledgement of of the hurt uh, the acknowledgement of how right. difficult it is Sure. And also to just really focus on like some level of self-care. Sure. Like if I find myself crawling back into bed instead of getting up to run, yeah. then that like maybe check in with somebody about yeah. that. Yeah. 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 So. yeah. Uh, I think that's so validating for everyone else who sent a missionary out before, because like you said, they're probably sitting there like, I know what I'm supposed to say. Yeah. I know what I'm, you know, told is going to happen, but right. this really yeah. hurts. And, and those two things can coexist. Yes. It can be really exciting 
exciting and a positive thing for your family and be really difficult and hurtful. Yeah. How's she dealing with it? She's great. Yeah. She's I'm, so I'm, excited. I wonder, as, you, as I'm hearing you tell it, I don't actually know what my parents thought about it. Yeah. I was the second, so they had had okay. that experience before. So I'm sure in that degree, it was like, yeah, he went before and he came back fine and we're fine. Sure. Uh, but I remember for me, it was just like, God, let's do this. Mm-hmm. Can we just be done? Yeah, I'll miss you. I'll be back. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Come on. Well, and this is Let's your first through. your firstborn, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And so it's the first one. Not only are you sending out, but you're sending away with no communication. Yes. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And she, and you know what? She, as her own self, she happens to be very independent. Right. She loves travel. Um, and one thing I've really been impressed with is that she has remained herself, meaning sometimes people get ready for missions and and they I become what they think they should. Yes. Be. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like we we were in New York City uh, the Sunday before she went uh, into the MTC and she posted a, a picture on Instagram and she wrote a caption and then deleted it. But the caption was something like, New York City, I love you, but I'm never coming here in the summer again. Thanks, garments. Yeah. You know, she's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's just like straight up like, oh, my gosh. Um, but it re- when it really got real was uh, that Tuesday night when she was set apart because the stake president said, you know, before we do this, I just really I'd like to give everyone an opportunity to say something to you. Sure. And, and Ray, I hope that you will like take these things in and really consider them so that looking back in the future, you'll say, well, I remember right before I was set apart, this person in my family said this. Uh-huh. And so he invited Remind me. Remind me to tell you what I remember about this for me. Here okay. Okay. Um, and and he, and he invited me to be the first to say something. Nice. And she was sitting right to my right, and I, and I, I turned and I looked at her, and her eyes were just all welled up, and I was like, Oh, jeez. <laughs> like, like you're you're big, you know. Like, like I remember when she was born, and I and I didn't, I didn't find out her gender before she was born. Like, I wanted that to be a surprise. Mm-hmm. And she was born, and the doctor was like, It's a little girl. And I remember kind of this, like, all these things flashing, like, like she's going to get baptized, and she's going to be in Young Women, and she's going to go to a prom, and she's going to graduate, and all these things. But, like, here I was, like, looking at her, a grown-A girl. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and, um, and, and that's when it really got real. And, in fact, at the drop-off... Um, of what I was going to say before, at the drop-off, uh, the sister missionary who was our host, uh, who was who was my daughter's host, um, you know, we were kind of standing there and taking pictures, and and she was she was not in a rush to to pull my daughter away. Uh, we actually had to wait for all the cars in line in front of us to sure. go before we could go, and uh, and and. Uh, and she was like kind of saying comforting things like, hey, you know, and the food here is really great and yada, yada. And John said, do you have Chick-fil-A? You know, because yeah. Ray really likes that. And he and she said, well, yeah, once a week. And you should have seen Ray's face. Like, what? <laughs> I get Chick-fil-A? And she's like, yeah, and they bring in ice cream from the creamery and all that. <laughs> you know, she's and she was like, yeah, she's like, I think yeah. I want to live at the MTC yeah. now. But um, you get fat. Yeah, but <laughs> but the thing is, like, like, as we were hugging, it just got to this point where we were hugging and she's said to me she said it's okay and I was like okay it's time yeah and so that's when that happened so when I got set apart yeah what do you two things about that (laughs) one I remember bawling because I was talking about my youngest brother Scott uh and I was like you're gonna be older when I get back and he had started he and I started watching like WWF wrestling together and it was ridiculous and uh you know I just realized sort of the example that I had on him that was one part of it the other thing I remember is I went to the church with a buddy of mine whose name is Ryan and he had just bought the bare naked ladies uh some special bare naked ladies CD with a hidden track uh-huh was and it the, the live one uh maybe rock spectac uh and the 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 uh the song that was the special like hidden one is she's on time uh-huh hallelujah she's on time and it's the greatest time of the month they say for love <laughs> we sang that Aww. <laughs> the entire way there <laughs> And uh, and I just remember that, and then being like it was real. It it dawned yeah. on me at that time. And then going into the MTC, my dad, we had planned on him giving me a blessing. That morning got super stressful. Didn't get a chance to do it. Oh, we get to the thi- we get to the building, and he's like, "Son, I didn't give you a blessing like I intended." So we like chased down a hall monitor at the MTC or whatever it was, and we were like, "We just need a room." And we went into this crappy like custodian closet. Yes. My dad gave me a blessing, uh, and then we went in. And you're right. 
uh, it was heart-wrenching the way you used to be like, elders and sisters through this door, and you guys through this door. It's like, no, but I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I feel at the airport sometimes, oh, just when I have to real. leave my loved one behind and I'm going somewhere else. Yeah, and there's that separation. You go through security and they walk away. And yes. Yeah. Well, and at the, the, the way that they used to do it at the MTC, too, then there was, you're walking to your car and you, oops, accidentally see them again. You're yeah. like, wait, we just, okay. Oh, well, no, it's bye, awkward. Bye again. <laughs> and I'm still crying. Thanks. Yeah. So enough of that. Anything anyway. else? Anything else? I what? I need to I need to give you folks at the Mormon yes, News Report please. a little bit of a hard time. All so right. they're taking a break for the month of July. Yes, we do. That's part of why you're here, mm-hmm. saving marriages and all this stuff. Yes. They fielded questions from people about their favorite more their favorite podcasts. I recall. Would it kill a person? <laughs> Would it kill you guys? Listen, I have not given my answers yet. Okay. Would it kill them? <sighs> Where they're, I know, and they do, they say, live from the cultural hall, and then at the end say, listen to it, would it kill you guys a time to say, and I listen to the latest interview, or they we brought do. up an interesting part in articles of news somewhere before the last two minutes of an episode, so that I just didn't feel the way that I feel about okay. it. Okay. <laughs> I apologize? No, you Question don't need to apologize. I have not given my answers yet, and I will say, uh, I mean, Brant especially. Uh, I mean, we talk about the interviews that you do and right. the articles of news and things. And I mean, I hope you've heard when we've. Yes. Because the Mormon News Report wouldn't exist without the cultural hall. Well. Because didn't you tap I mean, everyone to be a host and then they branched off? Well, I, I don't kind know of? that I would say that. I would say that they do a great job and I'm happy to have them in the cultural hall umbrella. Yeah. I just I just hope that they're happy yeah. to be in the cultural hall yes. umbrella is yes. the only thing that I'm saying. Because yes. I was like, here we go. Oh, yeah. Here's the podcast question. An opportunity. Just toss a little. Just toss it right here. I'm ready for it. You know, I'm the kid, dad, and we're going to go play ball in the front yard. This is an easy time to work it in because yep. I don't want them to feel like they have to force it in. Yeah. And if they don't like it, that's fine. No, they but do. But I'm like, let's catch the ball. Here comes the ball. Dad, Uh-oh. are you watching TV on the couch still? Oh, you like watching TV more than me. Perfect. <laughs> there was a little other part of bitterness I'll tell I'm you so off sorry. the air uh, okay. that was with one of the answers that they did give and I'm like come on that podcast and not this one oh, really? uh, well and to be quite honest I mean I they uh, I think it's a good balance the three of us because uh, they listen to a lot of things that I don't listen to sure. and uh, but I listen to the cultural hall so. and, and let me say this about it because now it'll sound like I'm mad or something which okay. I'm not yeah. I listen to it every Monday it drops Monday morning they're yep. very regular except for obviously when they take the vacations week yep. uh no, I'm just, I don't have to save a marriage, I guess, right? <laughs> I'm not in one. Shoot. Uh, but um, I, I love that you guys do it because we cover some of the same stories, yes. right? Yeah, there's but some overlap. But I love the difference. Thank you. Yeah. I love it. I love it so much and I like the depth and, uh, you know, they would say snark. I don't find it altogether that snarky, but mm-hmm. I love the perspective that they have and also the things that they've made available to me. So I understand, Brant and Brian, that 90% of what I'm saying right now is just a jokey rant and that there's 10% truth because in all jokes there's some truth. But <laughs> I uh, I think it's an awesome thing that we do here in the Cultural Hall. So a huge shout out. If you're not listening to that, uh, you can subscribe. If you subscribe to the Cultural Hall, you'll get it automatically. Um, but you can uh, find the Mormon News Report on Facebook and other places as well. And I like it too because of the different tone. I mean, because I could be here at an episode of Articles of News and we could cover a story and I would cover it with Brant and Brian and, and even my own commentary would be different. Right. You know, not not, not contradictory, but sure. but yeah. just a different spin or more, you know, different details or tone. Yeah. Depth. Mm, yeah. Maybe. Somewhere, yeah. Different angle. Yeah. 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 So that's it. Did I, was I too rude? Am I going to hear it from them, do you think? No. No? No, you we'll just talk okay? about you behind uh-huh. your back. Mm-hmm. That'll be great. Well, you bet. <laughs> on the air, behind your back. I'd like no, to hear no. that. <laughs> no, no. Uh, I think that's, yeah. That's uh, like I said, I, I haven't given my answers yet because I took okay. the last well, two weeks off for well, family stuff. Well, know that there's a tremendous amount of pressure now when you give your answers. No, I mean, that's always my, like, when Articles of News episodes come out, that's the first one I I listen to, too. I want to hug you like 
like a sister. Uh-huh. You are my sister. Yes. Let's be done, shall we? Uh, take a second, if you can, wherever you get your podcasts, if there's a place to review the cultural hall, uh, because it's a show, make sure that you don't get screwed up there. Remember that it's a show, uh, and, and you can leave us a review. Tell your friends about it. We'd love to do that. Again, the patreon.com slash the cultural hall. If that interests you, Lindsay, throw your hands up in the air. It's what it is. Molly Jenny, thank you for being here. Mm. Glad we got to share your story, but that was mainly the news. And people didn't know that I cried along with you when you were talking about your sweet little girl, because I have a little girl. She's only three, but yeah, I'm not excited. She'll be 19 in five seconds. Yeah, I know. And people didn't know that I was like, come on. (laughs) I'm like crying over here. She'll be just fine. No, I think it's very sweet, and I appreciate you coming on. Thank you. And even though I make jokes about it, I'm right there feeling it with you. So Thank you. So hopefully people know that. Otherwise, if if you listen to this and you think that it's face value for what it is, I'm not That's that jerk. That's the first I, I thing you have to jerk. know about Richie. Yep. You yep. cannot take anything at face value. I take a bullet. Yeah. Maybe not for Kyle. <laughs> yeah, maybe for Kyle. You would. Yeah, you it'd would. be a miracle if I did. Aww. We hope that this episode has nourished and strengthened your body. And then when the time comes, you can travel home in safety. Please bless the missionaries. Aww. <laughs> Aww. Full circle. In the meantime, we'll be saving a seat for you. On the back row of, of the, the Cultural, Cultural Hall. Hall. Save me a seat. It's sure to be neat.